The issues that we've had with Conor, he's an incredible player, but probably the way Munster were playing makes him look bad. The Red 78 with Alan Quinlan and Neve Briggs. Subscribe to the Rugby Channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. It's 7.55 this morning here on OTBM. Organic dairy company Glenisk have signed a five-year deal to become the jersey sponsors to the Offaly Football, Hurling, Ladies Football and Camogie teams. The partnership will also see them support underage development by sponsoring Go Games initiatives within the Faithful County. And I'm delighted to say we're joined by five-time All-Ireland winner with Kerry and current Offaly Football selector Tomás O'Shea. Tomás, good morning to you. How are you getting on? Hi, Jar. How are you? Yeah, good. Um, deals like this are actually really important. Um, Glenisk, I think... Uh, is one of those organisations that everybody became very familiar with last year when they had the fire in the factory and it was really interesting to see the local community rally around so it's clearly an organisation that is well got within the county and for them to turn around immediately afterwards and give back to the grassroots and the senior teams I think is a big statement from them about the role that they play and also just how important it is for counties to be able to tap on into local entrepreneurs and you know this sense of being part of a wider community. Yeah, I think you said it there. I think uh, local is, is the key word there. And Vincent Cleary and Glenisk have been outstanding in terms of what they've gone through. And it's been a very, very tough time for them. I think everybody rallied in behind them, which is a great sign of the relationship they have with their own local people. But for them to go through what they've gone through and then to make a very significant, I don't know what the exact numbers are, Jar, for them to make a significant investment in Awfully just goes to show that it's about more than the actual investment and that it's a, you know, it's a local thing and it's a, it's an awfully thing and they want to be involved. And, you know, when you have the likes of Michael Dignan in the background, um, you know, drumming up this type of support, it is it is only positive and um, it's only a small part of it, but it's a vital part. Of it. We all know how important investment is in counties. So for, for Vincent Cleary and Glenis to come in, especially after what happened to them themselves on a personal level, it, it's it's a great sign of them and it's a great sign of the man himself and, and long may it continue because it, it is vital for not only the, the, the teams we all see on TV and the teams we see every Sunday, but the young lads coming up and um, it's all about investment and I think Hoffley are on a good thing with, with Kenneth, definitely. A quick word about Dagnan. Uh, it would have been easy for him to continue to use his profile in the paper and on TV to be a hurler on the ditch, but instead he metaphorically and literally rolled his sleeves up and got involved and put his reputation on the line and has been involved in a massive leap forward for Offaly GA in the last couple of years from a position where they were a bit of a laughing stock nationally. In, in hurling and football, they'd gone from being contenders in, uh, and potential All-Ireland champions to a very low point to where now all of a sudden other counties are looking at them going, Jesus, how did that happen? Yeah, I think, you see, all successful teams, Jared, like... A lot of things have to come right for them to, to to show that success and bring the silverware home. And part of it is, you, you, I, I don't know, I always hear different counties. You need to get on with your county board and you need to have somebody in there who understands what's going on and is clever enough to deal with the office side of it and the players and the management side of it. But I remember Michael Dignan talking about how things had gone um, in his own county and then he actually backed it up and he went in there and, he, and then, the thing about Michael Dignan is he's a hurling background but he's he played a pilot football himself and um, when I when I was asked to come on board it was himself and John Mahan and just talking to Michael Dignan if you, you hear him on TV and all that but if you talk to him about GA you know 
what kind of a man he is in terms of the GA and you know what he's about and you know that there's I think the key thing is the honesty and if he has an honesty of genuinely trying to get awfully back and it's not about looking at the end product it's, it's looking at the start and, and looking at the young kids in Offaly and they're doing an amount of work that probably won't come to fruition for a while yet Ger, but it's it's the putting those and you could say geez everybody knew that and everybody knew that that should be in place and it wasn't in place and it possibly isn't in place in some counties still but it is where it's at the young people and I think He's coming in and he's putting in a plan and I think he's trying to go through the clubs, which is key to the whole thing. If you don't go through the clubs and and put these kind of services or, or, or whatever kind of link that there is with, with coaching and with numbers and getting the right people into the right positions, that's what he's trying to do. And it, it's I, I talked to him a good bit and it's phenomenal, Charlie, like the, the, the amount of time that goes into it. And he has his own day job. It's it's crazy. And maybe look, maybe other counties are in a position where they don't have to put in that time. But it is all consuming. You know, you've got the bigger counties that probably have full time positions, but then other counties don't. So what he I'd have great admiration for him. And the word I'd I'd use again is the honesty he has. You know, you can talk straight to him. He's not gonna hoodwink you and He'll be. He'll tell you straight up what it is, and that's what I like about it, and that's what attracted me up there as well. You know, why did you decide to get involved now? What What was the spur to, again, leave the comfort of being a pundit and decide? Actually, right, I'm. I have an itch to scratch. I'm going to start. Um, I, I I don't know really. It came out of the blue. I didn't have any plans. Um, you know, I was, um, I was interested. I, I remember I woke up. Uh, one morning, very early, going to work, and um, I saw the Kerry Twenties beaten again, and I was kind of, I, 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 I don't know. I, I actually texted the, the county chairman at the time, and said, uh, it was insane, really, when you think about it. It's six o'clock in the morning, this fellow texting, texting the county board chairman. But I was actually cranky because I didn't, I didn't like the way. I, Kerry at that age level were being beaten every year. You know, you had five minor teams that come through and. I just wanted to, to throw my hat in the ring or whatever. And I don't, I suppose the key word is the experience. I don't, I didn't have the experience. I, I managed minor team down here. I was involved with Billy Morgan with UCC for a number of years. And I was like a sponge inside there. And I took on an intermediate team in Cork. And I suppose I didn't have the real experience. And when that opportunity landed itself in front of me, you had an ambitious group of players. You had an inter-county set up. You had a manager who had an unbelievable amount of experience. There was no real great pressure on me. And it was a great opportunity to look, watch, learn, contribute in whatever way I could contribute. And I, I, I didn't have to think about it too much, to be honest with you, because as I said, when I spoke to Diagon, when I spoke to John Mahan, and then when I went, got involved and saw the players and saw the honesty and you've got the young lads coming, but it's not about the young lads either. It's about the whole setup there. And they have a great uh, faithful feels compare, compared to, to other setups around the county, compared to what they have in Cork here. It's, it's phenomenal. So it didn't, the, I, I wanted to get involved. I'm not sure, I'm not really, I, I, I enjoy being part of a setup and I enjoy being part of the, you know, you, you can never replace playing but there is a buzz there. I love it. And I, I love the hard nights training that they go through. And you, I didn't think you would, as a as a coach or as a selector or as a manager, get the same buzz. But it is. When you see those fellas going in and hammering into each other and 
playing well and scores coming off and the creativity there, there's a great buzz there. And I'm really enjoying it, to be quite honest with you. It hasn't been a successful year in terms of what we've achieved on the pitch to date. But I've really, really enjoyed it. And um, uh, yeah, we're we're going into the Talton Cup now. And hopefully, hopefully we have a right good cut off that and make a bit of progress in that. And Tomas, you just said there it doesn't replace playing. But is there anything that surprised you being on the sideline, watching in? Uh, I suppose, look, I think it's different in a way like, you know, coaching is completely, you're always worried about yourself and you're worried about about getting yourself right for training. And I put fierce pride in that when I was playing. You know, you, I, I put everything behind behind football and everything was geared towards being right for that Tuesday night and then the next Thursday night and then after that. But I think with this, you're worried about a lot of things. You're worried about all the individual players. You're worried about what they're doing at college. You're worried about the time, uh, injuries, um, you know, when matches are coming up, availability of, of ground. There's a pile of things you'd be actually stressed about and there's a pile of things that have to, you know, you have to be very, very organised. I wasn't ready for that side of it at all. Like, you know, I didn't understand I was involved in a club but the scale of things on an inter-county level is absolutely huge and I, I think that's opened my eyes more than anything. Um, you know, especially maybe in, in the weaker counties who wouldn't have maybe the financial backing and you understand now where that backing goes and where that um, you know it's not about the gear they wear or anything you know it goes into the, the, the food and it goes into the S&C and it goes into the coaches and it goes into an amount of areas and then you say yeah there's the gap there you know you can see where if you have resources how it can benefit you and how you can support players in a better way so I think it's just the backup teams and the, and the setup itself and the amount of time and personnel involved that kind of because I, I came from it wasn't a million years ago that I was playing 2013 and um, you know it wasn't it's not a million miles away but it's chalk and cheese compared to, to what was going on then and what's going on now And Tomas are you learning then the management side as opposed to the coaching side or are you doing a bit of both Trying to do a bit of both there. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Sometimes I, I, I kind of question myself, and I wouldn't have the, the confidence to go out to coaching. But I'm, I'm, I'm watching and learning. Like there are certain areas that I'd be very, very confident on. And you know, you, you can walk up to players and you can say, "Look, what you're doing there now." I think they're, they're the strengths that I have because I can see things from a back. I can see things from forward. I can see things areas that we can improve on. But I do think that coaching is a specific. It's you can see coaches that are at the top of their game, and you have to have a lot of things to have in terms of coaching. And maybe I don't have that full confidence yet, Jar, but I'd work at it, and I'd have no problem contributing. But awfully, um, Park McDonald and Mark Fee are two coaches in there, and you know, are you only diluting it? I, I, the pressure wasn't on me. You know, I, when I was going up, it, it was like just you know, your official title is selector. Go in if you want to go coaching. There's no issue. Like, but I. I I, I love getting involved in the actual football job, but when it comes to the actual coaching and technique and, and set plays and, and tactically where we're going, you'd have it in your head, but then I wouldn't have the confidence to implement it right now as other players because I haven't been a coach all my life at all at all. You know, and, I, and uh, yes, I, I coached the two teams for the last um, three years down in Cork, but it, it, it's not the same, you know, and I do have a fierce interest in it and, and I follow it, but 
there is a difference in terms of management and in terms of of coaching. And I've yet to, to I suppose, uh, find out for myself, is it coaching really or is it management that you go down to? But, you know, I, I think there is a difference in both. And, yeah, I think inter-county, with the two lads that we have above there, um, I, I leave the two boys drive at the, the coach and themselves and uh, yeah I see going forward like I, I, I see myself if I was going to be doing it Jared to be more on the man- management side you know because you have the ultimate influence on it and ultimately there's a few very important people within a, a setup like your medical team are so vital your SNC is so vital your coaches are so vital but it but it's the manager that oversees who does what and if you're happy with your team and you're organized as a unit, then you, you achieve great good things on the pitch as long as and look at the at the end of the day, if they if you don't have buy-in from the players, you're going nowhere. And we do have buy-in from the players, um, which is key to the whole thing, like, you know? Just on that then, right? Is there is there a specific philosophy or style of play that you're you're developing in your head as you go along here and, and watching see you, you've seen I'd say a lot more Division 3 and Division 4 football over the last couple of years than you would have seen during your playing career obviously because you were never in those divisions and now you've kind of seen the full range underage Sigerson uh, club intermediate uh, Cork football Kerry football and now you're seeing the, the lower tier division and we'll see in the Talton Cup exactly what that's like as well are, are you is your philosophy of football changed now from the end of 2013 and into the future, is that something that you'll evolve further as a manager, telling your coaches what to do? I think I have a better appreciation, Ger, of capabilities of teams. I mean, we'd be on television there and we'd be talking about, and I've heard people in the past, possibly myself saying it as well, I'm not sure, why don't they play a certain style and why do they have to set up a certain way? I think I have a better appreciation of why teams set up a certain way now. I mean, you look at it now in the SNC and there was a big thing for offering in Division 2 was the physicality of other teams and you would imagine and a physicality can't be the end result in terms of winning games. It can and it can play a huge part in it. If You could you could be aggressive and push up on teams, Ger, but if you don't have the physicality and if you don't have the speed and the pace and maybe the skill set to do that, then you're going to struggle and teams are going to blow you away. And we struggled against the likes of Derry and you struggled against the likes of Roscommon this year. So then you have to tailor to what you have. And there is where you get coaches who have to coach in maybe a more defensive way. And you work, then the emphasis has to be on how you attack, how you score. Because at the end of the day, I think players at inter-county level, there was a time where, yeah, they buy into the defensive stuff and all that. But you have to lay in front of a team yeah, lads, this is how we're actually going to score. And you're not going to score unless you have an attacking threat. And we're lucky enough that we have five, six, seven players. There's young lads coming through, but you still have the likes of the Evergreen Isle McNamee, who, who at 35 or 36, I don't know what he is now, I'm afraid to ask him. <laughs> but um, he gives something. But at the, at the end of the day, Jar coaches, you can't go in and say, right, this is the way we're playing, this is the way it worked where I was before and this is the way we're doing it now. You have to look at what you have and you have to you have to build and it's never, I think it's never um, it's never finished. Do you know what I mean? You're going to say we're never actually there you're going to develop more and you're going to develop physically and it takes three, four years. Mm-hmm. I understand that now and maybe I have a better perspective of it and you'd hear managers going on about it and 
you, you'd look at them and you'd just say, geez, that's a bit of a, an excuse and all that. And it's not really. You, you have teams that are further down the line. Look at what Rory Gallagher is after doing above and on so many levels above in uh, Derry. And the physicality, and it's taken him three or four years, clear Colm Collins. And the first thing, yeah, you can look at the football and you look at the players they have. But the first thing I'd be looking at from now, since I've gone into Offaly, is the physicality and the size of players because the perfect storm is you look at the best teams in the country and they tend to have most things right. But if you have the, the, the size, the speed, the pace, the athlete, and if you can marry that with the football, obviously I'd always be in a huge believer you go nowhere without football and I believe that still. So there has to be a huge... It's like, Jerry, you don't have enough time at times you say, where are we going to get to time to focus on the physical side of it, to focus on the mental side of it, to focus on the skill side of it. And the, um, you understand then, Christ, I, I, I see why there's so much time being put in at inter-county level. But then my fear of it on another side, on a personal level, well, would be, especially for the weaker counties, Jesus Christ, why would I be putting in this time? You know, for what? Like, And that's where the Talton Cup comes in and you know, um, they need something. They need something proper. Like the league is everything to those teams. The league is absolutely huge to Division Two, three teams, way more important. Yeah, the Division One teams don't want to go down, but the reality is, Jared, the way it's stacked at the moment, they're going to get back up within a year anyway, most of the time. Um, so they need something outside the league to champ at and to want and you can blame the GA, you can blame players, and you can blame managements, and you can blame counties for the attitudes. But at the end of the day, it comes down to a personal thing. Do you want it or don't you want it? And if you do, then we'll go at it. Like, But yeah, I don't know what the question is, Jerry, tend to go on and rant. That's and, all right, that was great. <laughs> brilliant. And the, obviously the Talton Cup now, these teams, they have more game time. They, they're going to play more football this summer. Is that the right answer to all of this? That the the Talton Cup. What's your view on that, Tomas? Um, uh, I'd have different views, and I think it's it like okay. From you could throw certain arguments in front of me, and I'd I'd, I'd kind of say yeah, I'd, I'd kind of take that on board. But my general view of it would be uh, like we had a chance in. Division 2 to stay up in Division 2 so that we would not go into the Talton Cup so that was chance number 1 and that was lost and then chance number 2 was to get to a provincial final and that was lost so then you go into Talton Cup which I think is fair enough Okay, and I do think that they need something in reality in, in championship this idea of of you want to play for the All-Ireland. Of course you want to play for the All-Ireland. Of course you, are, you you want to compete for Sam Maguire. That has to be the, the the goal of every team, right? And that's what we did. We we, we were in that competition. Um, but if it's not there, and if it is a journey, which it is for the likes of Offaly, and a and, and really positive journey, I think it's it, it, the future is very, very bright there. Then the Talton Cup has to be used for what you need it to, to be used for. Is there a couple of things I'd change? Yeah, I think... I think the GA in the way they've just presented it is bad. Like them coming out, drip feeding stuff out. Like, right, that should have been sorted before the league was even over. Even the start of the season. I know it's difficult for them, but this has been in the pipeline a long time. Lay it out in front of us. 
exactly what's involved, where it's involved, um, the promotion of it. Like, stop making it about money and start putting the players first in a way that they feel, yeah, the GA want this to succeed, the GA feel that this is important. So put these games before big championship games. Don't start regionalising it. Uh, put the All-Ireland final, put the final of the Talton Cup on an All-Ireland final day. Have everything arranged. Have it so that you can just look at a sheet of paper and say, whoa, seven or eight yeah. big things there. They're serious about this. Let's go. Don't have it a week before where we don't know what the format is or how it's going to be played. And fellas asking, how in the name of God, like if you're treating it like that, then our players going to turn around and say, Jesus Christ, they don't even care about it properly. Or they, they, they're not giving it the respect. Like, there's so many things about the championship that frustrates me. Like, we have the most condensed championship. And, like, okay, I, I'm not sure this, this six months, and it, I don't know will we ever, ever get it right, but you have six months and you have a pre-season competition. You have a Sigerson, which absolutely drove us insane this year because we had about eight or nine players and people say, ah, oh, squad should be big enough. Awfully at the moment are depending on young players and a lot of those young players are playing Sigerson. So we were heading into Division 2, which was a huge season for us and we had seven, eight players missing constantly. And I, I, in the most condensed season, I'm a huge Sigerson man, huge. They have a six-week Sigerson and I'm saying, Jesus Christ, what's going on here? And then you have the National League then you have under-20s, which and people might argue awfully shouldn't rely on under-20s, but here we are again. Yes, there are lads at under-20 because they have such a good team come through last year that we are still depending on. Uh, Keith O'Neill is a serious young player and that you probably use and injuries hit us. And you have the All-Ireland Championship. So you have five competitions, six competitions that you're trying to squeeze into six, seven months and you're saying it's not going to work and like the flip side of it and I'm going off on a tangent here Kerry played last weekend they have to wait now in this condensed the most condensed season of all they wait three weeks until a Munster final and wait another wait another four weeks until an All-Ireland quarter final yeah. there are seven weeks in this condensed season which then will point you back to the provincials and say what in the name of God are we doing with provincials like why can't we have a championship that runs off every two weeks for everybody, I mean, they had, no Well, they they voted that proposal be down, which would have fixed all that. One one last question for you on this: You, you talked about the regionalisation of it. Do you know if you're in the north or the south yet? I don't, George. To be quite honest with you, I don't know. Am I? I, I presume in the south because of the fact that we were. And that look uh, right now that might sound. Why don't you know that? Well, we're we're just so consumed with what happened on Wexford we're so consumed on getting the heads right and getting the football right and let at this stage and this is wrong like because you have teams saying look when, when they have that stuff sorted out and when they know what they're doing exactly with the Talton Cup we'll know which is wrong it should be laid out fully mm. ready to go that we know and we can say to the boys right this is what we're doing lads but the fact that it was in the COVID time that the league was divided up and they were in the southern half I presume we'll be in the southern half but that's not a guarantee either I'm not too sure on that um, but I mean look on a, on a, like, do Ulster teams want to be going at Ulster teams again do the southern teams want to be going no. at the southern teams again there's question marks about New York and everybody loves seeing New York um, 
involved and they have two buys to a quarter final, like, are you diluting the importance of the competition? I Look, I do think, and I, I, I think it's a very, very hard fix anyway, but I think that the GA could be doing a lot, lot more. Yeah, and so I, if you're going to be serious about it, promote it properly and, mm-hmm. and put the time and effort into it. Like the provincials, they're going to fill the stadiums anyway. The Ulster final, they're going to, it's going to be full anyway. You know, promote the other games and put it in a way, put a, put a, a Talton Cup before. Yeah, that's the, a really the, the good point. Finals. Put, put it before, before the, the big games. Yeah, get, get yeah. the crowds in and then the lads themselves, you know, they have the crowds there. That's great for them. They're getting seen. All of those things. Maybe we could have done the same with the other 20 all Ireland final this weekend instead of putting it in Carrick and Shannon when Kildare are playing in Cork Park. And anyway, look, that's a we have tangents the galore. Thing, lads, is they will say, and I think it's wrong, right? They'll have a minor team. And look, the, 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 it's 17s now, which they're, they're kids basically. But they won't put the Talton in front of, of the senior final because they'll say it'll be because of money. They won't say it out, but it will be because of a money situation, in fact, because they'll say, look, we'd fill it out on their own. There's no point in carrying two other teams from the Talton Cup who would need X amount of tickets. We'd sell those tickets anyway. Stop making it about you're going to fill the bloody thing anyway. Let, if you're serious about promoting the game in the weaker counties, give them the day. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Coral at Tomas. It's been brilliant. Thanks a million. All right, lads. Go on. That's um, Tomas O'Shea. Brilliant as ever. Giving us a wide range of thoughts. He was there to announce that... Um, or to help the announcement that Glenisk are now the official title sponsors of uh, Offaly. That Offaly jersey leaked with the Glenisk logo on it a couple of months back and uh, we were salivating about it. it. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. It's lovely. Absolutely lovely, yeah. And, um, like, in all honesty, the factory burned down and everybody came and milked the cows and kept the thing going and it's a massive employer. So it's great mm-hmm. to see a global success story, a family business um, leaning back in and giving back to the community. So uh, genuinely delighted for everybody involved. And Dignan, definitely somebody who puts his money where his mouth is. It's 21 minutes past eight.